Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us. Make sure to follow us on Facebook for more information on upcoming podcasts, education, and Facebook fun. Welcome to the Zoo Nation podcast channel brought to you by Zupreme. Zupreme makes healthy food for pet birds, rabbits, guinea pigs, and ferrets. If you're listening today, your home has probably experienced the love and happiness of owning a non-traditional or exotic pet. We know it's a zoo in your home sometimes. Here's Dr. Lori now to help you learn more about the care of that special pet in your home. Hi, I'm Dr. Lori Hess, Director of Pet Health and Nutrition at Zupreme, and today you're listening to podcast number 17. Today we're going to talk a little bit about toys. Now everyone's crazy about toys for their birds, but there are a lot of things to know to make toys safe and fun for your birds. In fact, not all toys have to be purchased. You can actually make bird toys. And in fact, Jennifer M. from Ohio has asked, what are some good and safe products to use for making large bird toys? Well, the, the concept of toys and making toys brings up a whole host of questions. You know, again, what's safe to make bird toys out of? How big should they be? How often should we give birds new toys? And I want to cover all of these things today. So toys in general, you know, when do you introduce a new toy for your bird? We all love to get toys. And when we were growing up, you know, you, could have, you couldn't have enough toys when you're a kid. But birds can be intimidated by toys. So we want to do this gradually. Um, changing out toys is sort of an art form in birds with birds um, you want to give them a toy and let them have a chance to acclimate to it to get interested in it to become less fearful of it if something new in the cage you know remember birds are really habitual creatures they like things the way they like them and if you upset their world a little too much and you make too many changes, it can cause stress in their life. It can cause them to be, you know, uh, upset and, and even start to pick their feathers. So we don't want to do that. So don't bombard your bird with numerous toys at once. I would definitely recommend doing one toy at a time. Um, let them have a chance to realize that what you're putting in their cage is a toy. It's something to play with, to hang on, to chew on, not necessarily a new food or something else that could be alive that might be scary. So definitely do this gradually. Put one toy in at a time. Um, definitely put the toy in at a time that your bird's going to be awake and active. So maybe sometime late morning or the middle of the day when they're really up and alert. You don't want to do it at night when they're kind of tired and they should be going to sleep. You don't want to upset them or scare them at a time that you want them to calm down. Um, you want to be around to, to see your bird's reaction when you put that toy in the cage. Now, some toys will hang f typically from the the roof of the or the ceiling of the cage. Um, other birds, uh, you know, like toys that affix to the sides of cages. I know I, one of my own birds, my cockatoo, I could put whatever in his cage, but as long as he has these little sticks uh, that stick out of the side of the cage, that's what he prefers. He likes to sit on his perch and chew at things that are sticking out horizontally. 
So you'll have to kind of see what your bird gravitates to. Do they like things that swing? Do they like things that are stationary? And different birds have different preferences. It can be hard to tell sometimes, and really the only way to tell is to see what kinds of objects your bird gravitates to in the cage. Uh, and you can try different things and see how they react. Now, different birds definitely have different preferences for different kinds of material. Uh, you know, bigger birds like tend to like harder things to chew on. Remember, they have big, strong beaks, so they can handle things like hard woods, um, things that are crunchy. Some of the big macaws we know are chewing through Brazil nuts, really, really hard objects. So having hard wood for them and blocks, um, untreated wood that's safe, uh, not coated with any sort of paint that potentially could have lead in it. You want to be very careful about making sure you don't put any kind of objects in that could be painted uh, with lead paint or metals that they could chew through that could splinter and, and have them ingest little pieces of, of metal or fragments of metal. So that's very important. And unfortunately, there are are a lot of toys that are actually marketed for birds that actually test positive for lead. So you do want to be careful. Sometimes certain countries don't regulate these toys very well. Um, and I, we actually did kind of a mini study in my animal hospital at one point where we got a lead testing kit. You can get them from hardware stores. And if you're concerned, you can get pick up these little lead testing kits from hardware stores and test the finishes on some of the toys just to make sure that they're safe for your, for your birds. And, and I did this uh, years ago with a, a simple lead testing kit from a hardware store on some toys that were truly marketed for birds and unfortunately many of them that were made outside the U.S. Uh, where maybe the regulations are not as strict about what goes into making a bird toy did test positive for lead so do be careful. Um, some other things that birds may like, obviously cardboard and paper. Um, there are a lot of birds like cockatoos, even some of the smaller birds, um, budgies even, will love to shred and rip and tear. Um, you just have to make sure that you're not giving your bird too much material that they can make into a nest. Sometimes we inadvertently encourage nest making and, and reproductive behavior amongst our birds, and that can lead to some behavioral problems if they're really not mating um, and they do have quite of, of material to make nests out of. So just, you know, watch and see what your bird does. It's fine to rip and shred and tear. If you see them shredding a paper, um, or, or even tearing at pieces of fabric uh, and building a nest that may not be something you want to encourage because uh, it may lead to some reproductive problems like excessive egg laying in some species of birds like you know cocktails are notorious for making an egg after an egg after an egg and if you give them enough nesting material same thing with finches um, some of the smaller birds they will continuously lay eggs and, and generally that's not something we want to encourage because um, it can deplete them of uh, obviously important nutrients calcium vitamin D when they're making lots of eggs and it can lead to some frustrated sexually frustrated birds uh, on occasion so um, paper and uh, cardboard are fine generally some birds like cork that's another thing we don't commonly think of uh, as a material that they can safely chew on um, sometimes some of the leather products uh, you see a lot of toys bird toys come hanging on a leather strap or a string that's fine as long is it can't get caught and get tight around uh, a bird's leg, for instance. And most of those leather straps are really hard to knot. Um, so they're generally very safe. There are some strings and some ropes and some... 
um, material like thread that I don't recommend for bird toys because they can catch on little toes and cut off circulation. So you want to be careful about those types of toys. Some birds will excessively chew at fabric and they can ingest it and that can lead to a gastrointestinal obstruction. So you have to kind of watch with that too. I do like some of the braided materials, like the, the material that makes braided perches. Um, but sometimes when that frays and it gets really kind of like a, a frayed mop, you do have to replace Place it. You don't want birds to be chewing on that and ingesting that material. Um, so there are all kinds of things you can you can uh, look for things that are hard hard plastic. For some of the smaller birds that can't chew through plastic, some of the bigger birds can really crunch on that plastic and, and can ingest it. But hard plastics for some of the smaller to medium sized birds are generally very safe too. Um, so there are all sorts of textures, shapes, um, you know, and, and different materials that you can even go uh, to purchase for yourself. Like as Jennifer M. had asked about what are safe products to use for making bird toys, these are all things that you can usually find at your local craft store. In fact, you know, I take my family and we go and we load up on all these little craft items. We just go around the store and we make our own toys. And for some birds who really are very destructive very quickly, some of the cockatoos, some of the African greys, Amazon parrots, macaws that go through toys pretty quickly, you know, you can save money by making your own toys as long as you pick safe objects that, again, don't have a lot of paint or anything like that. If you're going to a craft store, you want to make sure you don't have um, things that, you know, they're not meant to be ingested, some of these items, so if you're, if you're purchasing them from a craft store. So, um, uh, even Chinese food containers, those paper containers that we order our Chinese food from, you can get those in a craft store if you take out the little wire handle that, uh, you know, you'd carry the little container. You can use those and you can stuff them with all kinds of things, fold them up, and that's a great bird toy. You can put tissue paper in them, um, hide little treats in them, and that's a foraging toy. So birds actually have to work through the cardboard and the paper to get to the inside, um, the treat inside, and little cardboard jewelry boxes, um, you know, the little cheapy jewelry boxes that you can get. Um, those are terrific too. If they're cardboard, the birds can chew right through them. There's all kinds of boxes that you can find. Um, even things, if you have a big bird, objects that, you know, if you order online, if you order uh, on Amazon or something like that, you get a big Amazon box. Um, as long as you take off the glued areas and the areas that have tape on them, those can be great for bigger birds to chew through. You can hide things in there and they can work all day on ripping up uh, and creating holes and little tunnels in those big boxes. So, and even phone books, that's another thing. Um, and big newspapers, those are terrific for birds to shred. Uh, very, very safe, and a phone book can go a long way. I know we all get phone books these days, and no one really uses them anymore now that we have computers. So that can be a great bird toy. So, you know, again, introduce one bird toy at a time. Let your bird get acclimated and adjusted. And you don't really have to change out the toys that often. Let the bird really utilize that toy and shred it up and, and different Different bird species, different types of birds will um, use up toys in, at different rates. I mean, again, some of the bigger birds tend to shred up things very, very quickly. Little birds and some birds, like I, I always talk about my Pionis. I have a Pionis parrot who's had the same toys in his cage literally for 15 years because he likes them where they are. He likes to hang on them. He likes to swing around. He'll chew a little bit on them, but he really doesn't um, rip and shred and tear. That's not his personality, and, and a lot of Pionises don't do that. So it really just 
just depends on your bird and the frequency with which you change out those toys may depend on what type of bird you have and how quickly those toys are destroyed. Now you do want to pick a toy that's appropriately sized for your bird. Um, you don't want to pick something that's either too small and has little pieces that if you have a bigger bird those pieces could break off and your bird might ingest. Um, really the, the pieces on the toy like the balls or the blocks that are hanging should be probably bigger than your bird's head size. Um, you know with macaws and larger birds it can be t tough to do that but certainly for some of the the medium to even larger size birds, smaller birds too, um, you don't want the pieces to be so small that they could actually break them off and ingest them and if their airway is about the width of their neck or a little you know a little bit smaller but uh, a good rule of thumb is that you don't want the pieces, the balls, the blocks, the, the things hanging from the toys to be any smaller than their heads because then they could break them off and ingest them and, and I have unfortunately ha seen occasions where toys have gotten stuck in the airways of birds or they've inhaled them into the lungs and that can be a really serious medical emergency so we want to avoid setting them up for that kind of thing. Um, most toys, if you buy them online, and there are many, many great sites that sell lots of bird toys um, without singling any in, out in particular, you know, look for those sites that do specify small, medium, and large for bird sizes. Um, sometimes you can save money online by buying toys that if you buy three or four of any given type of toy, you can save money. And the way you can save money with your birds is if you do see that your bird likes a particular type of toy, you don't have to buy, you know, 12 different kinds of toys. If they like that kind of toy and they destroy it, you can buy multiple of that same type of toy. And they won't mind. They don't care as long as they have something to play with and chew on. Chewing is an innate behavior in many, many species. Particularly, I, I keep referring back to the cockatoo because the cockatoo is a bird that really, really needs to chew. African greys chew, some of the Amazons. Um, they really need to chew and rip and, and tear things up. It's part of who they are. Um, it actually can decrease their stress level and keep them occupied, um, prevent them from developing some of the behavioral problems that we see like feather picking. If they're busy with their mouths chewing on toys, they can't be chewing on themselves. So um, it is important for some types of birds to have active toys all the time like that. Now there are other toys that are meant to be less about chewing and more about uh, foraging and enrichment. So there are some heavy plastic toys um, that have little drawers in them or little wheels or things that you can hide um, food or treats or other fun little objects inside of and you know it's really more of a puzzle kind of toy for some of the birds that can handle those types of things and you know you have to see what your bird's interested in there are birds that really won't pay attention to toys like that and then there are other birds that absolutely in a minute or two figure out that if you open the drawer you get a, you get a yummy treat and little treats like bits of nuts nuts or bits of uh, vegetable or fruit or a piece of pasta. Those are all great little uh, treats that you can hide inside for a bird to work through a toy to reach and then get a reward. Um, it's great for them mentally to have that psychological challenge of fi figuring out the puzzle. Um, foraging is a big buzzword in uh, bird medicine today and foraging and getting your bird's mind to think and sort of use that hunting mentality that they have in the wild where they actually have to go find their food. That's a great way to keep your bird busy. 
So um, there are different kinds of toys, as we said, some for chewing, some for ripping and shredding and tearing, um, some that you chew over a long period of time, like a piece of wood, and another like a piece of cardboard that gets chewed up quickly, some that are for foraging or hiding things in, and you can make your own foraging toys too. Um, you know, even as simple as a post-it uh, crumpled up with a little treat inside for a small bird, for a budgie or a cockatiel or a lovebird, those are, you know, challenging toys. They have to pull that post-it open with their little teeny beaks and, and uh, you know, open it up and get to whatever's inside and use something that your bird really likes inside so he or she's really motivated to get through those that paper layer. Um, and you can hide food all over your bird's cage in and amongst toys. Um, it makes their eating much more exciting. Um, it gives them some exercise. They don't tend to eat just because they're bored because they're really working on trying to find their food. And it's really fun for them. So it gives psychological stimulation um, as well as that edible reward. Um, so, you know, the, you can make toys at home, as we said. Um, you can buy them online. You can go to pet stores. Um, just be safe that the colors, the bright colors that are on bird toys, and, and many birds, as we know, uh, are attracted to color because birds see in color. In fact, they see ultraviolet light, so they see many of the colors that we see, they see differently because they do see that UV light. So you'll notice that many bird toys are brightly colored. Colored, and you will see that your bird probably does gravitate towards certain color toys. Uh, and that's something that's very individual from bird to bird. Um, we've talked in the past about how birds gravitate toward certain colored foods, certain colored pellets, for example, of the fruit blend. We see that with Zupreme fruit blend all the time where birds pick out certain colors of pellets and leave over other ones because they're not as attracted to that color. We do see that with toys as well. So if you watch your bird and see what colors your bird gravitates toward, that can help guide you maybe in, in the type of toy and the color of the toy that you're picking at for your bird. Now, you never want to give your bird things that are really not meant to be toys. I do see people give their birds things like sets of keys, you know, that make noise. And although that sounds very nice, um, some big bird beaks can really chew through those keys or flake off little pieces of metal and ingest those. And a lot of those heavy metals, there's zinc sometimes in keys, copper, those are all toxic for birds. So you want to make sure there are no um, metals or, or painted surfaces that could chip off that your bird might ingest. Um, you want to be careful too that some bird toys come on a chain, a, a true actual metal chain, and you want to look at the size of the loops in the chain and look at the size of your bird's foot. A bigger bird toy or a medium bird toy that has loops through which a little budgie or a cockatiel leg could get stuck is not appropriate. So think, is there any part of this toy that my bird's beak or toes or foot or ankle could get stuck in. We, we see all the time birds getting stuck in toys. Owners go out for the day or go out for a day or two even and they find their birds caught uh, on those toys struggling and they injure their limbs, you know, they injure their beaks, they get stuck. So be very, very careful about that. Um, people do hide, uh, hang those little huts, uh, sleeping huts in their cages. Um, you have to be careful about that too because if your bird's nails are long, your bird can get caught up uh, in the in the fabric of that hut or sometimes there's strings hanging down from the hut um, and I have seen birds get trapped there too so be very careful about soft materials like fabrics and if your bird has sharp pointy nails that pierce through the fabric they can get caught on that as well um, 
So just be sure that there are no easily broken off parts when you're assessing the toy and really look at the toy as a whole um, and think, you know, if something breaks off, is there going to be a sharp part exposed? Um, like a mirror, is it is the mirror fixed well or is it going to peel off really easily and break or be chewed on and shatter? So those are really, really important considerations. You want to uh, assess your toys before you change them out and before you add too many. Um, and please do try to use the guides. Most of the, the places that sell toys, if you're not making them yourself and you're buying them, they do recommend, you know, this toy is appropriate for this size bird. And there, you know, some general guidelines, although there's no specific guidelines, obviously you would not want to use a small bird toy for a big bird who could just chew it up and, and have all the parts ingested. Or as we said before, have a big bird toy with big bird parts that, uh, you know, a budgie's head could get caught in, for example, a macaw toy with big loops on it. Um, so I hope that I've given you some insight about, uh, you know, how often and when and what size toys to use for your birds. Just remember, don't bombard them with too many at one time. I know it's, it's fun. It sounds great to put a whole bunch in at one time, but that can be really, really scary for your bird. So one toy at a time, let him or your, her, your bird adjust and assess it. And some birds don't really even need to have their toys change too often. So, you know, even if it's once every couple of months that's okay really just determine whether your bird uh, is done with that toy or even likes that toy and you will learn through trial and error um, and and don't feel compelled to change the toys all the time you know again something as simple as a piece of paper crumpled up with a treat inside is a great toy for many birds so you can make your toys inexpensively at home and you don't have to spend tons of money on buying fancy bird toys um, I hope that this has given you some insight into how to entertain your birds, keep them happy, keep them occupied. Um, just remember that uh, whenever you're listening to Zoo Nation and we talk about topics like this um, throughout these episodes, you can sh follow our Zupreme Facebook page where we're going to have posts before every show where you can ask me questions specifically like today about toys or any other subject for me to answer on the show. You'll also see some sneak peeks there to episodes you may have missed there. So if you do have any specific questions, feel free to contact us at one 800-345-4767 or at customercare at zupreme.com. This is Dr. Lori Hess and you're listening to Zoo Nation. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thank you for listening today. Dr. Lori Hess is a leading exotic animal veterinarian with a busy veterinary practice in Bedford Hills, New York. If you need more information on any Zupreme product or have questions for Dr. Lori, go to our website at www.zupreme.com where you can contact us.